Avengers, assemble. In the wake of Endgame, some were lost, others regained. They're good. What happens next? Stay tuned, true believers, as we try to find out. Peter Melnick, graphic designer, comic book enthusiast, and podcast pontificator, and I'm Eddie Wilson. Upstate New York radio announcer in the Sullivan Catskills, with an inordinate amount of catching up in his own comic book universe. Ready? It's time for a new episode of The Marvelists. Hey everyone, it's Jessica Mercy from Anaria and to the Ancients, and you're listening to The Marvelists with Peter Melnick and Eddie Wilson. Welcome everyone, as we make another cosplay connection, it's Eddie Wilson, a little feature we like to do on The Marvelists after an end of an episode, or all by itself. In this case, on the phone with a multi-talented, I'm going to say, person, who... I first met as a cosplayer, then found out through Facebook she's a singer and also a clothing designer. I want to welcome Jessica Mercy. Jessica, how are you today? I'm doing well. How are you doing? Well, okay, and I usually don't try to start by asking that, but because today our recording is September 22nd, and this year, 2020, it is fall. Autumn. It is. And uh, from what I see, (laughs) you're one of your favorite times of year or days It is definitely my most favorite time of year. (laughs) The next one comes up in about a month, a week, and a day, and that would be Halloween. Yep. I think, if we got that right, yeah. But let's start at the beginning and uh, how you got into it, meaning, well, when I first saw you, it was one of the Super Mega Fest conventions that is Framingham, Massachusetts. I think you are a Massachusetts resident, and I think you were Valkyrie from Thor Legend. So let's, let's start with the whole cosplay thing, maybe, when you started and what drew you to that. Oh, gosh. My mom used to make me costumes when I was a wee little one, and I kind of picked it up from her. So my very first outfit that I made was Lord of the Rings inspired. And then as I started to get my feet wet and learned how to craft things, how to sew, I got into some more complex stuff. So my first outfits were actually Elizabeth Swan from Pirates of the Caribbean and Anna Valerius from Van Helsing. And that must have been uh, 2004 five or so was when that all started so it's been a minute and i feel like my designs have only improved over the years which is great i've learned a lot just from trial and error and from tutorials and my friends it's been a lot of fun there's a whole world with cosplay no question it started like you said with your mom making costumes i assume you were in school plays maybe that kind of thing or for halloween costumes i did So Halloween costumes mainly, but I did do drama club through middle school and high school for a while. So this is where the seeds are sown, I think, for what you wound up doing (laughs) in multiple (laughs) areas and stuff. I think this is where it originates. Does that sound about right? Uh, Yeah, it could be. I mean, I got the singing part from my dad. He was in a bluegrass band in the 80s. They toured for a little while. So I got the music bug from him. So I'm a pianist and a vocalist. Pianist and vocalist. Okay, and if we touch mm-hmm. on that for a second, if what I've seen, because you've posted numerous videos on mm-hmm. singing on performances at different venues, tell us a little bit about that and the musical style that you have, because I'm, I'm getting from what I've seen an operatic sort of tone, but there are other mm-hmm. things in there, I believe, as well, the components. So I do so much. <laughs> yeah. I'm classically trained. Over the past few years, I've enrolled myself in private voice lessons, so I've been learning the ropes as far as classical voice goes. Prior to that, I have done country, jazz, rock, metal, musical theater, show tunes, Celtic and ethereal type vocals, and like anything in between. (laughs) And the name of this group that you are in and how many are in that? Uh, Anaria. There are three of us right now. Hopefully, we'll eventually have some more members. So we're basically a studio project for the moment until, you know, live shows can actually happen again. And Anaria, spell that for me. 
A-N-A-R-I-A. Okay. A little background on the name and, and what type of music you're playing. Yep. So most people classify as a symphonic metal. It's a little bit more than that. We have a lot of pop influences, rock influences. It's basically like rock music with a varied vocal with orchestral stuff going on. Wow. Yeah, it's really fun. The name is actually, if you separate it out into N aria. An aria is an operatic piece usually, so it's kind of like those two words combined into one name. Got it. So it's original as what I would assume are the pieces that you perform. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden I got meatloaf in my head, and I'm not talking, <laughs> you know, last night's dinner, but <laughs> like at least five minutes for each song for you to perform. Would that sound about right? Yes. Yeah. Most of them are pretty long songs. How long would a show that you would be at, and what type of shows have you been asked to perform at? And With Anaria, we have played a bunch of different shows, mostly rock and metal shows. We've opened for a couple of really cool bands like Lacuna Coil and Flyleaf. We opened for them. We have played at the Worcester Palladium. We've played at Jewel Nightclub and lots of other little bars and venues all along the seaboard. The size of the venues, I guess, will vary, but I would oh, think yeah. that with having original material, and I don't know how you can tell me how long you've been out performing and been together as a group that you've established a base following, but I'm sure it's not easy to get the crowd to come if you're doing original stuff and it's of styles that people might not be familiar with other than, let's say, you know, cover material. Right. It was a little bit easier back in the day because people seemed more amenable to going to rock and metal shows to actually find new music. Nowadays, it's kind of changed a little bit. People want to go and see something that they're a bit more familiar with. So we have incorporated rock and metal versions of popular songs into our repertoire, which kind of helps get people who might not have otherwise listened to the music to kind of be like, okay, this isn't so bad, this is pretty cool. (laughs) Yeah, people that have more open, uh, broader minds, let's say, and because there are a lot mm-hmm. of people who are just set in, they're like, you know, three bands, and that's it. And yep. all right, that's why there's so much out there. So <laughs> you and your group, Anaria, are different, mm-hmm. and you're out there mm-hmm. and doing that. What areas statewide or whatever have you where people could see you when we were doing these things more regularly? <laughs> Mostly New Hampshire and Massachusetts. We did get to play Dragon Con down in Atlanta, Georgia one year. That was really fun. But mainly we're in the Massachusetts and New Hampshire region. Sometimes we go a little bit outside of it, but that's the main spot. And I also heard you mentioned Celtic, which kind of indirectly led me to Renaissance. Yep. That's yep. part of your um, uh, repertoire, I think, as well. And costumes, too. Yes, yes, all of that. Mm-hmm. So obviously cosplay with comics and pop culture, that's been really fun. Elvira and Jessica Rabbit are actually my favorites. I also do a lot of original designs. So I have multiple steampunk outfits, lots of different Renaissance and medieval wear and fantasy gowns as well. And then I also kind of get into retro designs, which is 50s style skirts. But I mash them up with a Halloween vibe. So I've been doing a lot of like retro designed dresses and skirts and what have you. I have seen a lot of that, I have to say, and that's just because we're in the Halloween season now. But like you say, retro style, which I wouldn't necessarily recognize altogether, but that's just me, and I'm a little slow. (laughs) Uh, Let's just put it that way. But the Halloween patterns I see all the time, and I say, yeah, definitely, and matching together with what you're wearing. That is whether it be some kind of an accessory or, of course, the makeup, and I've seen a lot of that stuff going on as well. So Mm -hmm. where do you get this stuff, and how do you figure out, oh, this goes with what, or... (laughs) 
it's definitely taken me a really long time to figure out what goes with what and where I can source things. I do make a lot of things from scratch. Occasionally, I'll spend some time on Mercury or Poshmark and see if there's anything interesting that I can source and build upon, like a little button-up blouse. For instance, maybe I will find something that's got a cool color scheme, and I'll be like, all right, so now I can find a fabric that goes with that, and I'll make a skirt, like a 50s-style swing skirt that looks good with that. Accessories are just, um, man, that's a whole nother can of worms. There are so many fun accessories out there, and I really love costume jewelry. So I have, uh, I have built entire dresses around like a really cool necklace that I've found. And I've seen at least one or two, and I think a bat comes to mind now, a necklace of yeah. some sort. Yep. So you build around that, and I guess you find, I don't know what types of material work better for you than others, and what you find yourself using more than other things, and to make what in particular, perhaps? So I use all kinds of materials. So it kind of depends on what sort of outfit I'm putting together. If I'm making something that's a bit more casual wear, I'll tend towards something robust like a you know, like a cotton fabric. Cotton prints are really good for that. If I'm making something that's more formal wear, that's when I will get into like the taffetas, the silks, the laces, velvet. And there's also some other things that I've seen in terms of, I want to say shawl or maybe a covering over your eyes off of a hat kind of thing, but you can kind of see Mm -hmm. through. It's usually a black material that either has a spidery or a web type of, and there's other things like that. Yes. Yeah, those are usually fascinators and hats. So you can actually buy those and modify them. And you do. And for so many years now, I mean, I don't know what age it was that you started with the costuming, so deciding to make. <laughs> right, yeah, still in school, possibly, and doing yep. and that as well. So between all these things, you're a busy person. Oh, very busy. But let me jump back to also now the cosplaying stuff, because I could not not mention the variety of characters. And I don't <laughs> think you're particular to Marvel specifically, or maybe DC as well, some other things Oh, gosh. I do it all. Like I said, pop culture is kind of my jam. So Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, she's my absolute favorite. Jessica Rabbit, because my name is also Jessica. She wears an awesome red dress, and we're both singers. So I kind of feel a connection there. Other characters I've done, it's a very long list, but a sampling. Valkyrie, as you've mentioned, she's a really fun time. Me and my girlfriends actually dress up as Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. a lot of the times at Dragon Con. DC, I have done Catwoman, Poison Ivy. I've also done Red Sonia. She's really fun, too. And, uh, yeah, it's a couple. <laughs> My couple, top two, Red Sonia and Elvira. Yeah. Like to the OMG status for me. <laughs> and that's a compliment in the highest manner. <laughs> That I can possibly offer. I think so. And a lot of that is, you know, getting to be as accurate as you can. You you make the character your own, but Mm -hmm. you doing it yourself and makeup is a part of it, getting as costume accurate as you can so people will identify with that character. And then also when you go and get pictures done, and that could be someone close to you who's taking the pictures, because nowadays cell phone does a great job in Mm -hmm. the various uh, backgrounds and scenery for that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, my husband and I actually recently bought a camera, so we've been doing a lot of our own photography lately, which has been real fun. Where did it start with respect to the comic book characters that you decided where the costume started with you that you wanted to make, that you wanted to get dressed up in, not just for some kind of stage performance or not just for Halloween, but to this ever-growing thing known as the comic book convention? Where did that Mm -hmm. come from? Where did the comic book aspect come from? 
So the comic book aspects came a little bit later. My first convention was actually Aresia in Boston, which is a more of a sci-fi fantasy convention. Okay. And it was kind of came from Star Wars. I got involved with the Star Wars groups and found out that comic books were a thing and people dressed up as the characters. And I'm like, well, that all sounds like a really fun time. So brought myself some comic books, got to reading, familiarized myself with some characters, and uh, just got into it. So you saw other people in costume comic book characters. Yeah, and, and, I did. and kind of started from that's different. I haven't heard that one before in anybody that we've spoken to in terms yeah. of well, it was a sibling that had comic books laying around, you started picking up reading it was a parent or an uncle no. that had this, but in your case, you saw somebody dressed in a certain character and said, "All right, I want to see more. I want to know more about this." And you just yeah. went, looked out and that's admirable and respectable. An excellent way to get into that. Who do you find yourself, if you have some kind of comic book collection, that you read with any regularity? It's actually been a while since I've touched a comic book because I've been so busy, but I've always really been into Thor. The Warriors 3 in particular is a really fun series. (laughs) Well, that just reminded me of the Lady Sif. (laughs) I mean, she's a badass. Would that be or has it been? Maybe I've overlooked that character in your uh, ensemble? I have not been her yet. Just uh, Valkyrie and Enchantress. Is Sif then maybe an idea? Yeah, she'd be a fun one to do. I have a very long list. Cersei from DC Comics has been on there for a while. I also really want to do like a super classic purple dress Catwoman. I was going to do a bunch of pop culture characters this year, but obviously pandemic. But I was going to do Evie from the Mummy series. Different. That's very cool. What um, of the comic books are in your collection? I'd have to go look. (laughs) It has been a while. It has been a very long time. I know I've got the long Halloween. The Batman one. Yeah. Okay. I was really into the Green Lantern series when they had all the different colored lanterns. I did Black Lantern, Wonder Woman. That whole arc was really fun. I'm pretty sure I have most of those comic books laying around still. And what do you find yourself hopefully going towards, whether it be other characters or other theories you want to uh, continue branching out into or something totally different? Um, I mean, I'm open to pretty much anything. I just kind of look and see what pleases me aesthetically. <laughs> but I'm very much into movies. So movie characters are like top of the list for me. I'll be very interested to see what Amazon Prime does with the Lord of the Rings series they will be releasing. So I'm sure that something from there will be on my list eventually. Turning to one of the things that we both have in common, that's Halloween. Oh, yes. <laughs> and you being in Massachusetts, and I think not too far from Salem, the witch city. It is not far from me. I'm actually on the border of Mass. I'm up in New Hampshire. Oh, there we go. Yeah. And a visitor, I would think, to Salem. All the time. <laughs> yeah. My wife and I have done that for like about 13, give or take, years. This year, different, but it was usually first weekend in October, but this year it became the middle of August, and definitely a mm-hmm. different, um, a different feel. And yeah, of course, I'm you know, sure. outdoors, uh, you know, mask required at all times. But the tourism is there, and it's great to have to boost the economy and so on. But you just get that vibe of what it is, the spirit of it. I, for the last several years, have to go in some kind of costume. You have to. You have to. And it's not for everybody, and my wife is not one who would get into it that way. But thank goodness at least <laughs> she takes the pictures. <laughs> there you go. Uh, otherwise, the selfie stick isn't really going to work too good for me, but... <laughs> So what is it that you find yourself usually doing for Halloween? So usually I go to Salem, have some dinner, walk around in costume, check out the site. Obviously, since Haunted Happenings, the um, citywide events are not going to be sanctioned this year. If I go there, it's going to be a lot different. 
And when you do go in costume on Halloween, what do you find yourself in costume as or of or just stuff that people say, oh, she's into the spirit. She's got the orange and the black, the pump, <laughs> little pumpkins. So when I go on Halloween, I usually will wear some kind of crazy costume. What I wear is very weather dependent. There is one year that I went where the temperature got down into the 20 degree range. So I wore my barbarian getup, which is, you know, all furs and what have you. So I was quite warm. But other years, it has been a lot nicer. So I did kind of like a sexy witch type outfit with red hair, long black dress and a witch hat and corset. That was fun. I have a Victorian gown that's like a star queen type of outfit. I wore that the last time I went. Definitely easy to spot, I would think. (laughs) Usually, I don't know. There's a lot of crazy costumes there on Halloween. When we've been there, it's been, like I said, the first weekend in October, and it went from going on the Friday, coming home Sunday, to going on the first Thursday, which is when Salem would always have its parade. And that's Mm -hmm. unbelievable. The amount of people, Mm -hmm. the amount of costumes, and you go there, maybe not knowing what to expect. Maybe you go over and over because you just get some joy out of it. It brings people together. I think everybody's there for the spirit of it and what it's all about. And just to uh, have an alternative uh, deviation from everyday life. Yeah, and there's there's just something special about being there. Just something about the ambience. There's there's just kind of this magic in the air. What in terms of doing the cosplay stuff then over the years? And I'm not sure we didn't talk about which uh, shows that you go to, so we'll hit that. But another part of the question then is any positives or negatives that you would say in all the cosplaying that you've done, the interactions that you've had with people things are pretty positive. Um, Some of my favorites is when I dress up as a Disney princess and little girls want pictures and they're so excited. I've sung to them before. That's always a really good time. If I had to cite a negative, I remember one year I was dressed as Miss Marvel and there was a guy with a disposable camera that was just blatantly taking pictures of my butt, which is pretty uncool. (laughs) Yeah, Ms. Marvel, that character, has that appeal, quality about her. But Mm -hmm. the rule, the unspoken, shouldn't have to be spoken, is you ask. Yes, always. (laughs) And, you know, if you know what the answer is going to be, then you really shouldn't be pushing the issue. Mm -hmm. So there's uh, that whole cosplay is not consent thing. I remember seeing that the first time I went to the Jacob Javits Mm -hmm. New York convention, seeing the signs all Mm -hmm. around. And it's true. It's a respect thing. You know, Mm -hmm. people are trying to not advertise but do a character the way you have seen them portrayed in comics or otherwise. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and that's a fine line that you really shouldn't be uh, crossing as a uh, participant. Yeah. And I think overall, most people are very respectful of others that are wearing costumes. So the negatives that I've experienced are definitely a very small list as opposed to the positives. When you're an obscure character and somebody recognizes you, as your character, it's pretty great. Like, I've dressed as Red Monica from Battle Chasers, which I think, like, maybe two people recognized who I was, and it was the greatest thing. I have done that myself, and I've also recognized somebody in an obscure character, which I think is a little mm-hmm. more popular now. Thundra, yeah. I believe, and was where with uh, Power Man. Yeah, and, and I've actually dressed as her, too. <laughs> he, yeah, and this was, I think, a New York show as well. The guy, Power Man, said, you just made her day. Because I don't think at that point throughout, it was the middle of the day and nobody knew who she was. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I took a shot. I did a movie character called uh, Captain Avenger from the John Ritter film, Hero at Large. And I got about half a a dozen people and I had to shake their hand. 
<laughs> because it was it's a, an awesome feeling. It was a homemade thing. It wasn't completely, but you got the idea. I think I even had a lanyard. And yeah, when you get that positive feedback, it is very cool. And it I is. can honestly say, though, too, in the times of cosplaying, there's really not much negative. There might be some people who say, you're how old? You're doing this? What are you doing? What's going on here? You, you kid that never grew up? Well, maybe that's the case. So I gave you something to talk about at the water cooler at work the next day or you know, after the weekend's over. I made you smile. So there, I'm at fault for that. My bad. Yeah, whoops, sorry. <laughs> now, as far as places that you've been other than Super Mega Fest in Framingham, any others? You said down uh, the One Dragon Con. Yep, I have been a regular attendee of Dragon Con since 2005. This year is the first year that I did not go because it was canceled. And you've seen uh, that grow, I guess. I only came to know about it within recent memory, but it's just, it's a big thing. And I don't know if it just keeps getting it's bigger or... huge. Yeah. So when I started going, it was only in three hotels. Now it's in five hotels with a giant, uh, it's called the America's Mart. It's like a giant expo type center. So now that's included with it. And I think back when I started going, I think attendees were maybe at about 50,000 and it's like, just at about like 90,000 attendees now. So it's about twice as many as when I started. So it's rivaling the other two big ones, perhaps. Oh, yeah. I would say it is. It's and definitely a different, it's a different kind of con than like San Diego Comic Con. From what I understand, anyway, San Diego is a little bit more like an expo, whereas Dragon Con is more like a giant party. And that would still be different than both of them to New York. Yep. I have been to New York a couple of times. <laughs> Do you find one better than the other? Dragon Con is my favorite. I like the party atmosphere. I like that everything is in the hotel, so you can just go up to your room when you need a break, come back down and just be right in the action. You really don't have to travel far from your room at all to see cool stuff. It's a blast. And then, um, let's see, other conventions. I mean, I've gone to tons of conventions in the local vicinity. So, Aresia in Boston, I've been to for many years. Kineticon, Boston Comic Con, Granite State Comic Con, a bunch more. Dragon Con is yeah. the furthest you've traveled, so I don't know what other states you've been yeah. into. So, states, Georgia. I also went to Otacon in Baltimore, New York, Connecticut, Rhode Island, Massachusetts, New Hampshire, and Vermont. I haven't been to a Maine convention yet. There aren't too many up there. Yep. Others, <laughs> no, the others I'm thinking of, Terrificon also in Connecticut, okay. and the East Coast Comic Con has done well in the years that it's been out in uh, Sea Caucus, New Jersey. Very cool. Again, Super Mega Fest, which I actually didn't see anything up for it this year. Any advice for what you've been through with the characters and dealing with people and anybody who's thinking about getting into one of these aspects, especially the, uh, the cosplaying component? Just have fun. <laughs> I like to tell people, you know, we're a bunch of adults dressing up in costumes. Just have fun. It doesn't need to be this whole thing. It doesn't have to be super complicated. Or it can be as complicated as you want to make it. But as long as you're having fun. We've got people that are on it on different levels. In Absolutely. The, in the store-bought costume, in the intricately made and so into it. And unless you're into a certain video game or anime or comics... Other things, you know, you mentioned several that I have no idea what they are, but you know what? <laughs> From my point as a spectator, mostly, and I see somebody went to the trouble of getting into a really recognizable, that is, wow, that person's in a costume of some kind. Can I take a picture? Mm -hmm. And I typically say, I'm going to forget who your character is, but who are you? <laughs> 
So you get the kudos for doing that. Everybody that does it really should be applauded. For and it really is a, it's a great way to make new friends, and it's a great way to get into new fandoms as well. And I'm a good example of that because I had not picked up a comic book prior to going to conventions, but Star Wars led me to conventions, which led me to comic books. <laughs> and there we have the path. Okay, I like that. <laughs> and where can, Jessica, we find you on social media? Let's see, I'm on Facebook as Jessica Mercy, Instagram and Twitter as the Jessica Mercy, and then, of course, you can look me up by my bands, Anaria and To the Ancients. That's the other part of the band that I didn't quite follow. Anaria? Yep, Anaria and To the Ancients. And To the Ancients. So that's two different names, or? Yeah, two different projects. Okay, and three words, To the Ancients, referring to? It's a Celtic project, kind of based on these old world type of instrumentation and song structure. So to the ancients is kind of like paying homage to the ancients. And again, sounds like something that's more involved than perhaps long musical pieces as well, no? Some of them are. Some of them are a little bit shorter, more on the folky side, but we do kind of venture into that epic music territory. And the same uh, amount of people in that group? Just me and my husband right now. We're a duo. And just jumping back again, you're the only one in your immediate circle, maybe except for the friends you've made that actually do the costuming and getting into the cosplay characters? Well, I have a lot of friends who also cosplay. (laughs) Right. Jessica Mercy, multi-talented, you can find her. I may have said it before in a posting, but there needs to be perhaps a yearly album, best of, because I've (laughs) seen some of those um, throwback pictures and just like, wow, you know, this should be a a video with some kind of, (laughs) you know, with some Anaria music behind it, perhaps, and the different pictures that you've costumed as. I should do that. So lots of continued success and have fun with it. You, your husband, and the group as well. I will. Thank you so much.